We carry on through our day as if everything is just fine. But for many of us, it's merely a mask covering up all the emotion simmering just under the surface. Welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership with Shamin Sadiq. In this program, you'll hear from others who face the same adversities in life as the rest of us. But these individuals have redirected their energies to creating extraordinary ideas and concepts. Find out what they are and what's behind the motive. Now, here is your host, Shamin Sadiq. Hello and welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm Shamin Sadiq, your host, and you're listening to us today on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. So it's been a couple of weeks since I've spoken with you live. There were two holiday weekends, one in Canada, and that was um, Victoria Day, and one in the U.S. on Memorial Day. So we chose to play um, encore performances of previous shows during those dates. So I'm a bit uh, a bit out of the rhythm here, and I'm noticing a little bit of nervousness on my part, and I think it could be partially attributed to the fact that today I'm hosting the show by myself. In other words, I have no guest. But what I'm really hoping is that you'll join me. I want to talk about something that's really central and very important for me, and I know it's important for you too. And it is the topic of self-care. And I'm calling it a leadership imperative. Now, you might listen to that and say, what? What are you talking about? Leadership imperative? Surely the imperative is to get things done, create results that matter, perform, create the return that we want. Um, Yes, absolutely. Those are all important things. And without attending to our own wellness and our own resilience and our own health, those things become even more difficult to do. So I'm hoping that you'll join me and join the conversation. You can call in at 1-888-346-9141. Now, I thought I'd start by telling you a story about something that happened to me recently. I spent a week in Chicago. Oh, it was an amazing week. I had a day of delivering a new program, well, not new, but a new program outside of Canada called Power Circles, which is my own uh, program that I'm very passionate about. I had a great group of 13 people who gathered in a circle and spent the day together in Chicago. And then I taught for three days. I taught the Leadership Circle Profile Certification. I was busy every day. I was up early in the morning. I was home late in the evening. We went out for group dinners together. Lots of fun lots of activity. The work was rich, the conversations were awesome, and I came home feeling really, really good about that week. The problem was when I came home, I didn't really take a break. I failed to attend to myself and I jumped right into a very busy weekend. And I think I had a live show right after that where I was talking about the fact that I was tired and claiming that I could do my work anyway and be enough just as I was. And while that's true, what I also learned is that that kind of endless activity, overactivity without a break, without adequate time to restore and recuperate is a recipe for disaster for me. A couple of days after that show, I found myself in a um, deeply exhausted state, one that has taken me a couple weeks to make my way out of. Uh, now, there's a, a bit of arrogance that I have to claim here in that I, I said that my producer had advised me to take a nap that day and I had told him, no, I'm, I'm okay to do it as I am. 
And while I believe that we are enough in any given moment, I sure could have used a break. I sure could have used that nap and I should have used uh, all the strategies that I could have to help me that day. So I... um, I found myself very, very unwell, extremely fatigued and exhausted, and I had to really work hard, um, work hard, to work hard to take it easy over the weeks uh, and days after that. Um, we do have a caller already, so I'm going to jo- uh, ask Linda to join us. Um, Linda's calling from Virginia. I am. Hi, Shamid. Hi, it's Linda. Wonderful. It's wonderful to um, join in. It's and wonderful to have you. Thank you. So what are, you, what are you learning about the challenges and strategies for self-care? I'm learning to pay attention to um, just cues, um, pay attention to uh, myself and how I'm uh, sometimes um, reacting and um, just tuning in more to myself um, as opposed to sometimes allowing the outside noise to um, block my my listening and, and tuning in, and um, trying to practice better self management. Um, I have the propensity to um, <clears throat> want to take on a lot and and take care of others, and sometimes in the midst of it, forget about um, about me. You know that I think is one of the the most important things here is that there are these cues that tell us. But when our other inner voice is saying, "I have to do for others," this makes me valuable. This makes me important. Um, it's hard to pay attention, isn't it? It is. It it so much is. Um, but uh, what I I saw in your uh, your newsletter and certainly just listening to you for a few minutes, it's. Um, uh, it just creates better awareness and, and a moment to hit the pause button um, <laughs> and dial it back a little bit. Yeah, and um, what I'd really love to do is share a frame that I, um, it's an evolving frame uh, around self-care that speaks directly to that. So thanks so much for calling, Linda. Thank you. Take care. So Linda speaks to something very, very important, which is how to hit the pause button, how to know when to hit the pause button. So for me, in my story, what I had done was, again, out of passion, out of purposefulness, I'd taken on too much all at once. And I didn't create enough uh, downtime for myself afterwards. But I think that there's more to it than just that. Um, So I've created a big been thinking about this in terms of a frame. What is my frame for self-care? And here's what I've got so far. I'm sharing it. It's a work in progress. It's not a, it's not a done framework. But I think that um, the first thing for me is I need to make sure that I, I, I schedule my work in a way that honors my energy and my enthusiasm, um, but holding them both. I need to get support from my health partners. I have my own coaches and therapists that I work with. I need to get support from my family. How can I ask for people to help out, especially on those weeks when I have the kids and I'm all by myself with them? I need to get enough sleep. And I'm saying this about me, but I'm guessing this is true for you too. I need to go to bed on time. I I cannot stay up till midnight and then wake up at 6 a.m. and go full blast. That's just uh, something I really know to be true about myself. I need to take in enough nutrients. Um, Nourishing food can be really, really important and is crucial and vital, in fact. And so is drinking enough water. 
as well as taking adequate breaks. So my passion would have me working uh, four days in a row and then coming home and hosting two parties on the weekend. But um, wisdom, uh, if it had prevailed, would have said, maybe one of those parties somebody else could have hosted. Maybe we could have had it somewhere else. Uh, Maybe instead of hosting the birthday party here at my own home, we could have gone to a movie, taken a few kids to a movie or, or something like that. And I was thinking about the work front, how this kind of plays out on the work front. And I I think that, again, thanks so much for calling, Linda, because you point us to something really important. Um, I think there are three levels to managing energy on the work front. And I'd like to talk about them a little bit more now. The first one, the first two actually have um, an outer game component. So if we think of an inner game and an outer game, the outer game are the strategies, the, the things we can do to make things different. The inner game are more internal, uh, more about the conversation that we have with ourselves. So actually, let me begin with the inner game because I think that's where this all begins. Uh, as a mother of two boys, um, I want to do everything I can to support them, to give them uh, a good experience, to keep them on track, and that takes up a lot of my energy. As an entrepreneur, I'm very passionate about my work, and I also have a need to make a living. So when the opportunities for work come, I often reflexively say yes. Now, the inner work for me is understanding why I'm saying yes and what is it that I'm actually saying yes to. If, uh, if I just say yes to everything that comes along, I'm going to have a very full calendar, which leads us to more of an outer game conversation. Um, calendaring on the, on the outer game front, if I schedule something that I'm going to deliver every single day, where is my time for preparing? Where is my time for designing? Even if I didn't need any time for my own self at all, how would I actually get all of that work done? And I've done this. I've had, uh, you know, months where I'm traveling every week and there's just not a chance to even prepare for the next engagement. Now, I don't know about your work life and your work situation may be different than mine, but as a solopreneur, uh, this is something I struggle with. So the inner game question is, what am I saying yes to and what is it going to cost me to say yes? What is it going to ask of me to say yes? And what is it going to entail to say yes? So again, if you'd like to join the conversation today, the number is one 346 9141. Please call anytime you like. I'm happy to chat with you about this more. I want to know what strategies do you use to manage the, your inner game and your outer game? What cues, as Linda was talking about, point you to the need to pause? For me, the pause comes uh, often after the fact, after I've already fallen off the edge into my own exhaustion and fatigue. Um, maybe you're better at this than I am. If so, please call. I want to hear more. We, we all need more strategies and more um, stories to relate ourselves to. So as I was saying, if I tell myself that I have to say yes to everything, um, th- that's sort of a, a compulsion or a re- reflexive, I call it a reflexive response. It's not a very thoughtful one. So one of the things I'm trying to do these days is to think a little bit more carefully before I 
say yes. Um, and maybe just a quick, you know, quick strategy that I've used, a, a really easy one for those of you who have trouble saying no or pause, is to say, let me get back to you on that. I'll, I'll get back in touch with you tomorrow. I'll get back in touch with you in a couple of hours. But just to give myself a little bit of space so I can ground myself and say, what is it that I'm, why is it that I'm actually saying yes to this? Now, I was talking about some of the outer game pieces to this puzzle, and I think that there's some really simple things too. One is, do I schedule my my delivery all day long? So if I'm doing coaching on the phone and I'm going to be speaking with people one after the other, what is the start time for my day? What is the end time for my day? What kind of breaks do I take? I've had the experience recently of um, having days where I only had 15 minutes between calls. Um, that's just not enough time for me to to grab a good lunch, to grab. See, it's enough time to grab a lunch. It's not enough time to prepare something um, healthy and nourishing. Uh, what? When do I block time to work on my business? As a solopreneur, I'm often working in my business, delivering, delivering coaching, delivering training, facilitating. But when do I actually block out time so I can work on it? Things like writing my blog, things like um, new strategies, uh, new programs. When do I actually block out time for that? But again, none of this really means anything unless we are engaging in the inner conversation with ourselves. Why am I saying yes to this? What is the need that this is going to help me meet? What is it going to cost and require of me? So I see that I, I don't have any more callers and I would so love to talk with you about this. It's, um, it's fun to tell my story and it's even more fun to have someone else to bounce it around with. If you struggle with self-care, with managing your time or your energy, I would love to hear from you. I'd love to chat more about what you've noticed. And if you have strategies to suggest, I'd love to hear those too. So back to this um, levels of managing work. I think that when we can pay attention to the inner game or the inner voice, the story that I'm telling myself about me, about other people, or about how the world works, then I have a better chance of catching myself before I fall into exhaustion. So this exhaustion that I experience comes from absolute passion. I am so blessed to do the work that I love, to work with clients whom I love, and to be in conversations that really, really matter and feel very important to me, no matter what kind of delivery I'm doing. But when I say yes to everything without um, pausing to ask those questions of myself, uh, it arises out of passion and sometimes it arises out of fear. Will there be enough? Will there be enough money? Will there be enough work? If I say no, will they never ask me again? That's a belief that I have. I don't think it's true. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But it's one that certainly plays out inside of me. So uh, those are some of the things I've been thinking about over the last few days. Now, what it took for me to actually make my way out of that fatigue that I was telling you about a few weeks ago was some extreme actions. I, I had to cancel a couple of things that I had committed to, um, and that's really hard. 
As Oriah Mountain Dreamer says in her poem, The Invitation, can I disappoint another to be true to myself? Ouch. I had to disappoint a colleague um, and probably a couple of clients too. And I did it anyway. I did it because I said, you know what, if I don't do this for myself, I won't be able to serve them well. And my assistant, Beatrice, had to help me quite a bit last week, in the last two weeks as well, with just juggling scheduling, just uh, moving people off to create a little bit more space in some of those days. And the risk is, yeah, they'll say she's not reliable, she can't be counted on, she makes a commitment and then breaks it. And I had to be okay with that too. All of this in favor of saving myself. You know, like, they say in the, at the beginning of uh, every airplane flight, if the oxygen masks fall, please put your own mask on first before assisting another. So we're about to take a break. This is Stories from the Heart of Leadership. After the break, I'm going to talk more about self-care, a leadership imperative, and I'd love it if you join me. You can call in at one 346 9141 and I will see you on the other side of this break. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Could your business be doing better? In today's economy, results are dependent on your leaders. And you know, effective leaders outperform ineffective leaders every time. The Leadership Circle Profile Assessment enhances effectiveness in leadership. It's the only 360 that reveals what's going on with your manager, why it's happening, and what actions to take for positive change. Want to improve business? We have the system and the breakthrough tools to make it happen. For a free demo, visit theleadershipcircle.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. to stories from the heart of leadership if you have a question or comment or just want to find out more about our program please send Shamin an email her email address is shamin at anjaliLeadership.com. that's s-h-a-h-m-e-e-n at a-n-j-a-l-i leadership.com now back to stories from the heart of leadership Welcome back. This is Shamin Sadik on Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Before we get back into our topic of self-care, a leadership imperative, let me remind you of the number to call in. It's 1-888-346-9141. I welcome your calls on this important topic. And I also want to acknowledge my sponsors. I have um, awesome sponsors for Stories from the Heart of Leadership. They are Jim Anderson, and you can find him at fittolead.com, Dan Holden at danielholdenassociates.com, and the Full Circle Group and the Leadership Circle, who you can find at fcg-global.com. I'm looking forward to having some more guests in the coming weeks from those organizations 
to come and join me and speak about leadership and their stories here. So stay tuned for that in coming shows. Now back to what we were talking about um, before the break. This notion of the inner game and the outer game of managing energy, managing work, and taking care of ourselves. Something that occurred to me over the break is that I I neglected to mention in my evolving framework, and I guess that's why it's an evolving one, is that of going outside, moving your body. This is crucial. This is absolutely crucial. Now, as a solopreneur who works primarily from home, unless I'm out uh, traveling and delivering on site with my clients, I can get stuck inside my house for the whole day. And while I'll feel very, very productive because I've been working hard all day long, head down, um, I'm not doing myself any favors if I don't move around. This may be true for you too. I recall my days in the um, corporate in the corporate world. I, I hate to call it that because we're all in the corporate world. Uh, but I mean, when I used to go to work in an actual office somewhere and spend the day there, I could often get caught up in the belief that I am my achievements. I am how hard I work. I am how many minutes I spend being seen at my desk, looking like I'm working, whether I'm working or not, and sacrificing my own well-being in the in the doing of that so i i've been learning about this uh, over the years again this is a lifelong pattern for me i get caught up in what i'm doing i get so excited about it or i get so fearful that it's going to be gone if i don't keep at it that i neglect things simple things like go for a walk go outside make a cup of tea um take a break sit down, um, stand up. (laughs) These are the things that fall by the wayside so easily. So one of my practices, I'm always in favor of sharing my practices with you. If they're useful to you, then, then pick them up and make them yours. If they're not, then leave them on the table. No problem. One of my practices is to walk to a place that's near my home, and you could find one that's near your office, a place that I love. Just try to walk there once a day. You know what? It takes all of 45 minutes for me to do a round trip from my office in my home to this beautiful spot overlooking Lake Ontario on the bluffs um, back home again. And it's incredible how that pause can refresh and rejuvenate me. It's not something that is easy to give myself permission to do though especially in the times when it's either really really busy or strangely enough in the times when it's really really not how many of you have heard the um the old saying feast or famine and as a consultant this is uh, something i hear often and gosh i tend to buy into it myself and i'd really like to change that i think it's another one of those inner game places to look If I believe that if I'm not feasting, I'll be in a famine, or I believe that when there's a famine, that's all there's ever going to be, uh, that doesn't help me to create more balance or moderation throughout my days. So some people like to make sure that they schedule regular vacations, and I'm all in favor of that. I think that we should all have vacations um, multiple times during the year, a few days in a row where we actually get to take some time away from work. Um, How many of you actually unplug for that whole time? I did it once. 
I, I've only successfully, ever since I had a cell phone or an iPhone, a smartphone, I've done it only once. I went to Mexico and I really did. I just decided I'm not taking advantage of the free Wi-Fi or anything. I'm here with my family and I'm going to enjoy it. And was there a cost? Yep. There was a, an engagement that I had been asked to do, and all of the scheduling was happening that week. And my assistant did her best to manage it, but without me to okay um, adjustments to my existing schedule, she couldn't make the commitment on my behalf, and rightly so. So I ended up not doing that particular job. I ended up losing income, not doing that particular role, and uh, not serving that client. Was it worth it? In the short term, I, I, I probably would have said, I'm not sure. I like getting business. And as an entrepreneur, I'm always happy when it comes and feel like I should take it. But reflecting on it a couple of years later, I would say it was worth it. That week of respite with my family in the sun, enjoying ourselves was completely worth it. And um, for where I'm standing today, missing out on that engagement while it was uh, professionally disappointing not to do something that I wanted to do, it hasn't really hurt me uh, very much beyond a small financial hit uh, of not, not having the work at that time. So go outside, take a break, take a vacation, but how can you schedule this into your every day? I've made um, multiple commitments over the years to go once a day to, to make that that time to go for that walk. Sometimes it works out, other times it doesn't. Um, so I'm not perfect at this. I'm still still finding my way. I did do it this morning. I actually ran. And here's the other thing. Um, choosing what I will do to restore myself. Choosing that in harmony with my energy and my desire at any given time. So when I start running because my clothes are feeling tight... Um, that is a recipe for failure for me. That is a reactive strategy that just makes me um, do that until my clothes don't feel tight anymore and then I stop. But when I run or walk because I love to go to that place in nature, because I feel good when I'm there, because it clears my mind and helps me actually focus more on my work, um, then I'm more likely to actually sustain it. My problem is when I overdo it like I did a few weeks ago, I get so exhausted that running and walking are both virtually impossible. So I have another caller. Let's welcome Deborah from Toronto. Hi, Sunny. Hi, Deborah. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. I'm so glad that you're talking about this topic today. Tell me why. Well, um, that there's so many reasons and there's so many ways in which self-care is overlooked. And part of that depends on whether you're female or male. And uh, the way women have been socialized to believe that self-care is a selfish type of thing to do and that it's highly unimportant. Yeah, I just, um, I know that this is something that, uh, it's, I know who you are now, <laughs> and we do know each other, and this is something we talk about uh, often, um, and gosh, it's a real hard one for me. I, as you know, I over and over again forget that I matter, that my yeah. well-being actually matters for all these things that I want to do depend on me being well. Absolutely, and 
as coaches, as leaders, as healers, as teachers, as parents, we're all out there leading by example. And there's that saying that we teach people how to, to treat us. And some days I can't tell you that I teach people very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's like one of the decisions I made as uh, uh, an intuitive mentor and energy therapist and, and coach is that I was in this process for the long haul. And one of the things I started to find out, and, and this was a real rude awakening for me, was that um, my energy level had a direct impact on my practice and who showed up as clients and how often people showed up and whether or not I was busy in my practice. And, and that was quite a shock. But it's like if you think about um, universal law and how energy works, that when our energy levels drop, we're virtually invisible. Mm. So there's the electro component and there's the magnetic component. And if we drop, if our energy drops below the radar, we can put all the advertising out into the world and nobody is going to see it. Or if they do, um, if, if they do get us beyond invisibility, they won't respond to it until our energy levels are back up. And so I started getting coached by my guidance on the whole importance of taking care of basic needs, and self-care really is not very complicated. That if we take care of the the basics of hydration and rest, and as you were saying a little bit earlier, that was really important, getting out there and getting our energy moving and essentially recharging the batteries, Mm -hmm. amazing things begin to happen. You know, I I know this from experience over and over again that I I continually forget. I mean, not continually, but I over and over again forget about those basics. And I go into some mental space that says, I just have to keep at it. I just have to keep working. I have to work harder. And a lot of my clients, and I'm sure yours too, come saying the same thing. If I just work harder, it's going to happen. But meanwhile, we're depleted. Yeah. Utterly depleted and, and have forgotten the basics. When you're in your, your 20s and 30s, you've, you've got more energy to burn. And, and just by uh, sheer getting out and, and doing things, you can accomplish a certain amount of something. Is it quality? I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. As you get older um, and you're starting to round 40 and, and rounding 50, then you start to learn the wisdom of smarter, not harder. Absolutely. And, and so things like self-care come on the radar. It's so funny because if I told some of my, some of my corporate clients, some of the ones that, um, you know, they're not in the same field as me. They're, they're out there, you know, delivering the performance of their business and creating results and doing what it is they do, managing their folks. If I told them that this was a leadership imperative, I think, well, actually, I think that my clients would probably agree, but they'd probably be surprised to hear me say that um, at first. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like this is, this is, Although it seems so basic, I think it's news to some of us. Yeah, and I find, I don't know about you, 
is that when my energy levels really drop, how capable I am of managing stress and tension and responding to business challenges, responding to clients' issues, um, I'm not able to be present with them. And I'm not able to give them the kind of quality presence that I would be if I was rested and available to them so that I might find myself getting uh, or and or feeling anger mm-hmm. when something doesn't happen the way and in the timing that I want it to. And, and so I'll push more in areas of my life, especially my business life, that it may not be the timing to go there. And so when I am back, um, centered in my core, and usually to do that it takes rest, hydration, taking time to, to meditate and really get present with myself, then I'm available to business opportunities. So it's like when we're looking at this issue, um, a lot of it is a long, a medium to long term issue. It's like, yes, when we restore our reserves and, and get renewed, um, the time it takes to do that usually depends on how long we've been putting it off. And if it's something we're integrating into our daily routine, then we don't have to have long downtime. So if, if, I, if I'm not doing that on a regular basis, I, I will get in, in forced downtime through cancellation yes. with clients. You know, yeah. so it's like, oh, I had to go through that cycle so many times in order to get it. Okay, it's like, let's cooperate with the cycle. Let's, let's think proactively. And it's like, okay, there's this space of time. What can I do in that time to both catch up on a few things and choose to do the kinds of things that um, renew my batteries? And then all kinds of opportunities come in that wouldn't have been available to me otherwise because now it's it's like my my energy is like this beacon and a whole new flood of opportunities come in and that directly impacts abundance i have learned that from my um my uh, recent years of being in this conversation and this experience over and over again with with you actually you and i talking about it because uh you've been supporting me through it um and i have to say that you're right i mean and and i'm just i I love that there's humor in your voice as you're talking about this because i also want to laugh at myself a little bit and say you're right i get it it happens it works but I still do it. I still fall well, off. I still fall over that yes. edge. Yes, and, and I loved it so much because I was I was listening to someone the other day and um it was it was I think it was an actor as as far as that goes. And um it might have been one of the older James Bonds. And I loved so much that he was saying that it's only natural you know, that, that we keep having to relearn the same lessons over and over. Because keep in mind, the time that we forget the lessons we've learned is when we're stressed out. And yes. when we're stressed out, we don't have easy access to all our coping mechanisms. 
in some ways it makes sense. And then we've got to get pushed right to the wall. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes what I try to do proactively is, is like make a toolkit and, and stick it on the fridge so that I'll remember those things. But it's it's like you're not alone. It's like they say we teach what we need to learn, and and believe me, um, this is one I've <laughs> I've got to learn and relearn on an ongoing basis. And as as I get older, it's like I I really honestly begin to understand why it's not frivolous. It's mm-hmm. it's not just um, a sucky kind of thing. Yeah. It's it's like if you look at alchemy, if you look at the um, kind of quantum physics or universal energy or principles that are involved in this, there, there's a science underneath it. And, and if you look at it from the point of view of a vehicle, if there's no gas tank in the, there's no gas in the tank, car's not going anywhere. Absolutely. You know, um, we need to go to a break, but I'd love it if you'd stay on the line because <clears throat> I want to talk about something. I want to pick up something after the break, if you're willing. Uh, that you said, you said, it, okay, great. You said it come, it's in times of stress. I want to talk after the break about in, when it's in times of passion because I'm so excited and ignited <laughs> um, and my eyes got bigger than my stomach. I want to talk about that too. So um, hang in there, listeners. We'll be right back for more stories of the heart of leadership. And if you would like to uh, join the conversation, then please call in at one 888 3469141. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, Blackberry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, Blackberry App World, or Android Market. What does success mean to you? Is it being just like the person on the other side of the fence where the grass is supposedly greener? We harbor too many feelings of envy and suppressed anger targeted at others, and it's holding us back from our success. Tune in to Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. Just by listening, you'll be empowered to make positive lifestyle changes to live the successful life that you deserve to live. Wealthy Thoughts can be heard every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Could your business be doing better? In today's economy, results are dependent on your leaders. And you know effective leaders outperform ineffective leaders every time. The Leadership Circle Profile Assessment enhances effectiveness in leadership. It's the only 360 that reveals what's going on with your manager, why it's happening, and what actions to take for positive change. Want to improve business? We have the system and the breakthrough tools to make it happen. For a free demo, visit theleadershipcircle.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. If you have a question or comment or just want to find out more about our program, please send Shamin an email. Her email address is shamin at anjaliLeadership.com. That's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at A-N-J-A-L-I leadership.com. 
Now, back to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Welcome back. This is Stories from the Heart of Leadership, and I'm Shamin Sadiq, your host. Uh, before we jump back into the topic of self-care, a leadership imperative, let me give you the call-in number again. And if you'd like to join the conversation, you can do so by calling one 888 346-9141. I also want to let you know how to get in touch with me. You can uh, you can connect with me on Facebook uh, through my name, Shamin Sadik. On LinkedIn, same thing, Shamin Sadik. On Twitter, at Shamin Sadik. Or you can join my uh, comment on my blog at AnjaliLeadership.com. That's A-N-J-A-L-I Leadership.com. And I do want to let you know as well about some upcoming events. So I've been referencing this power circle that I did in Chicago uh, a couple weeks ago, and we're going to be doing another one in August, August 11th and 12th. It's a two-day program. It's a timeout and a pause to refresh, (laughs) reconnect, and... um, get regrounded so you can walk towards what really matters to you. I think you'll love it if you're a executive coach or a leadership development professional, or if you're a person who works in the human development sort of field, this will be something that you will love. You can go to my website, AnjaliLeadership.com, click on events for more information. And if you register for that by the end of June, uh, you get a little bit of a break on the price. It's only $649. What I want you to know about this as well is I'm going to be applying for um, coaching education, continuing education credits for this program. So it will help you uh, maintain your ICF credential as well. And I'm teaching the Leadership Circle Profile Certification next week in Washington, D.C., in Gaithersburg, actually, June 11 to 13th, and on October 1st to 3rd in Denver. So um, we have a a caller, Deborah, from Toronto, and um, we were talking about Uh, this notion of self-care, and I said to her that I wanted to talk as well about what happens when we fall off the edge into exhaustion or whatever your particular brand of burnout is from passion, from purposefulness, from a sense of excitement about all the good things that I love to do that are on my plate. Um, I call it my eyes being bigger than my stomach, and I suffer from this uh, often. What are your thoughts about that, Deborah? Well, you've, you've used the word power. You were talking about power circles just a moment ago, and it, it kind of sparked in, in my mind is where do we think power comes from? Mm. And power versus burnout. What, what feeds power and fuels our ability to, to lead and, and to really be clear about what we're leading people into. And coming back to this notion of power circles again, where were you on your own energy continuum when the notion of power circles came into your framework? Good question. Where was I? Well, I probably had, I probably had um, begun to learn how that pause is so vital. Because I had probably um, burnt myself out. Okay. So I, I'm just going to use the words expansion and contraction for a yes. moment. And, okay. and usually when we're 
fully expanded, we're at the height of our power, whatever place that we're at in our life at that time. And when we're in burnout, we, we kind of drop into this um, contraction state and we can be tired and go into a smaller contraction or we can be exhausted and go into this burnout state. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess exhausted comes before burnout. And the deeper we fall into it, the deeper the contraction we have. And those are usually both downtimes for us financially and downtimes for us in terms of how much work and how many clients are coming to us and how productive we're able to be. And and the thing is that if people learn to use their downtime more effectively and understand sometimes that is when creativity comes knocking. Like, mm. like don't you um, experience from time to time that the farther you go into that state, the more it forces you to uh, get present with yourself and it really brings you back home to what's important and what your priorities are? Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember one day, this was a year ago, where I was so, I was, I got up in the morning, it was during, I was supposed to go to China, actually, and I had burned myself out yet again with endless weeks of activity and delivery back to back, feeling very good about it because it was on purpose and I was excited, um, failing to take care of myself and to take adequate rest, falling into this um, extreme exhaustion and fatigue, and then having to cancel a trip that one of my dear friends had organized for me in China, which was really like one of the most excruciating decisions I ever had to make, and uh, disappointed him let a whole bunch of people down all sorts of um, organization had gone into that trip and I didn't show up so um, uh, and I remember during the recovery period where I did have to be so entirely present with myself I was feeling better one morning so I had a shower and I said I think I'll just go shopping today I was taking a break I wasn't didn't have any client work well I was supposed to be in China so I didn't Mm -hmm. schedule any clients so that was wise Um, and I remember that Right after I sort of said that to myself, I could feel the energy literally draining out of my body through my feet into the floor, just drained. Wow. And I, now I now wow. know what the word drained really means because I felt a sensation of draining. And all I could do was climb into bed. And if I had tried to go and do whatever it was I said I was going to do, um, I would have, I knew that, like you were saying earlier, the the recovery time would have been commensurate with the um, uh, inattentiveness to, you know, the the recovery I was in at that moment, it would have meant that I it would have extended my recovery time by another day or two, for sure, mm-hmm. maybe longer, maybe longer. Yeah. So yeah, it forces me to be very present, and you know, this um, evolving framework that I've been referring to uh, today has another component to it that I'd like to share, which is which is really about um, delivery with more ease and grace. Because there's this scheduling, there's the calendaring, there's the making the time for, for vacations periodically and then 
the daily practice of self-care. And then there's also the, you know, well, why is it so tiring to do the work? And um, I know you know a lot about this, uh, Deborah McCray, um, energy therapist supreme, who has joined me so <laughs> kindly here today. Thank and you. um uh one of the things that has helped me so much is exactly what you say, to be more present in any given moment to myself, but also to develop partnerships with, um, I'll call them others for the moment. But I was thinking about times when I tried to deliver training purely from my head, just relying on facts and expertise and knowledge that I had, um, how draining that was, how different it was when I realized that that's what I was doing and then began to work with, um, in partnership with the people in the room, first of all, and then to begin to evolve a relationship with spirit and with the earth so that I could work in partnership with those energies too. Um, That's been another place uh, the, another another piece of what I'm realizing is a, f- a framework that's evolving here on self-care and is that how do I deliver the work with more ease and grace so I can still say yes mm-hmm. to some of the things I want to say yes to, especially when it, there are things I'm passionate about, but I can do them in a way that doesn't use me up in the process. Yeah, so it sounds like some of your self-care efforts are leading you deeper into getting clear about intent that you're getting more and more powered by your intention and your passion and using less and less fear of not enough as being a driving force yes yes exactly Mm -hmm. intention and i know when my intention is um to ensure that they don't forget about me next time it's very different from when my intention is to partner with um, all the energies available and create co-create something amazing together yeah so you begin to think about doing things as part of a team as opposed to you having to carry all the weight on your shoulders of making something happen and some pretty phenomenal stuff has been happening in your life and your business as a result of that. It's true. It's true. And it's like the, um, the longer the longer I've known about your story, the more risk and more opportunity has been coming into um, how you're visioning and holding space for the development of your entire coaching work and how inspiring that's been to so many different people and and following your passions and working with uh, leadership with children right from the get-go. Yeah. Like, I'm just so excited for you to, to see the birth of that happening. And, and yes, you know, we're, we're all going to keep getting um, brought back almost literally to our knees with this issue. But this, the issue of self-care isn't stopping you from moving forward with that. It's actually making it happen. It's part of the fuel for success. It's part of what's fueling your success that you're, you're doing that. And each time you come back to one of these contractions into fatigue, exhaustion, or burnout, there are incredible treasure chests of riches there, and 
each time, this is, this is like the hero's journey. Um, you come out stronger and stronger and more exciting and inspiring. And, and that's leadership by example. It's not about being an arrival. It's being willing to commit to the long haul and notion yourself as being a work in progress. You know, I just have this huge smile on my face here as we come into the, the final minutes of our show because um, uh, if you're listening, um, I want what I want you to know if you're listening to this is I am so blessed to have Deborah in my life. Um, can you imagine having someone in your life who who says that, who sees you in that way, sees the, <laughs> you the way that she's just seen me? I mean, that is um, that is the biggest blessing and I am so 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 grateful to yeah, and how many people you, yeah how many people are you doing that for as a result yeah I think you're right I mean I think that there may be a, a handful of people out there who would say the same thing about me and um and and feel the value in the way in which um our work together has served them and you know uh, thinking about um, the heart of leadership, I think one of the gifts that I'm starting to be able to acknowledge without feeling uh, embarrassed is by sharing what I'm actually going through, the, the reality of what I'm going through. I, I think that, that that is part of my leadership journey and that is part of this mm-hmm. leadership by example that you speak of. I don't want to pretend that I've got it all together. I mean, sometimes I do. Sometimes I must fall into that. That's how I end up here. But I don't want to malign myself for having to learn this lesson over and over or not having it all wrapped up in a pretty package. Um, you, you've got to have it all together in order to be able to have the courage to do that and talk about how you go through the process and get there because everybody's out there going through the process and terrified to talk about it, yeah. fearing that yeah. it will diminish their their image in the world. Right, yeah. But we're all and going through this. We are, we are, and I see it all around me. And when I told people that the show today was going to be about self-care, so many men and women um, put up their hands and said, oh, I'm so glad that you're going to be talking about this. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's time to stop. Oh, my gosh, this hour went by so fast. Deborah, thank you so much for calling in and then for staying oh, with me uh, in this conversation. Um, can you tell us how to get in touch with you quickly before we say goodbye, if anybody wants oh. to? Oh, for sure. Um, 416-786-8844 or d.mccray, M-C-C-R-E-A at rogers.com. Thank you so much. And to you it, listeners it and to Linda. It's only five minutes we've been talking. <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, to Linda who called earlier, thank you for calling as well. And to all my listeners, I will see you next week. Until then, take care and um, self-care. Talk to you later. Thank you so much for joining us today for stories from the heart of leadership. Shamin Sadiq will be back next Monday with another extraordinary guest at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope you'll come back as well. Have a terrific week. And remember, you are not alone.